0: what's up everybody my name is marty griffin and you are listening to the golf strategy school podcast this is the only podcast designed to help newer golfers struggling golfers get over those milestone scores of breaking 90 or 100 today we are talking about how you can lower your handicap in 2020 let's talk about it do you love to play golf do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School Podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, so you've got the new year in front of you. Maybe you went and got some new clubs. You got some gift certificates for Christmas. How are you going to make sure that This year is your best year in golf. Well, it really kind of comes down to one basic principle, and yes, as much as you don't want to hear it, it does have to do with practice, but a specific kind of practice. And what I'm talking about is actually called failure-based practices, So the whole concept behind failure-based practices is that you are making practice more difficult than actually doing the thing that you want to do. Time in in a lot of different sports, essentially having to, like basketball players, having to make a 100 free throws before they can leave the gym, things like that. Another way to kind of view a version of failure-based practices is when you see a baseball player They take their bat, they put a donut on it, and then they stand in that batter's box or in the the on-deck circle, and they're taking hacks in the pitcher, but they're doing it with this extra weight. That way, when they step into the batter's box, they are now using something that is lighter than what they're expected or what they've been doing. And so now it is much easier to perform the task of swinging the bat in the moment when they're in the, against the pitcher. So it's, it's, it's done in a lot of different ways here. The other way, and probably the ways that you might not think about it, is that with track and field athletes and football players, anyone who uses running as speed, and as soon as I say it, I'm sure you'll, you'll have some type of visual pop into your head, but it is the parachute. You'll see people running all the time with that parachute. What they're doing is they're creating that extra wind resistance. So when it comes time to actually run the race, hey, they're so much faster. So the concept with golf is failure based practices. Because yes, we can use weighted clubs and make our swing faster, but that doesn't necessarily make us better at doing the swing correctly in the moment on the golf course. So failure based practices are things that make, that set conditions that you have to progress. One of the most common ones, and it's one of my favorites, are ladder drills. So you have to meet some type of qualification before you can move to the next step of the ladder. And if you ever misstep and you don't meet the qualification for that step of the ladder, you have to start over. You've heard me talk about this drill a hundred bajillion times if you're but the six foot putting ladder in golf is the wonderful, beautiful, excellent version of a failure based practice so you set up you find a straight putt it's about 30 feet long you set up putts every six feet then what you do is you take a club and you put it about two and a half to three feet behind and the idea is that you do your whole entire pre-shot routine you take that putt and it has to get to the hole it cannot be short it has to get to the hole or, if it doesn't go in, it has to stop before it hits that club on the other side. The other thing I would have you do if, I mean, check with your greenskeeper first, but if you carry a chalk line in your bag like I do, you just set a chalk line. It's a little bit tougher to do. It's it's a little increased difficulty on this version of the practice, but you set a chalk line at that two and a half, three foot mark. So the idea is that you do your whole routine around your 6-foot putt, and you hit your 6-foot putt. You probably make it, all right? Clearly, I've met the qualification. Now I'm going to move back. All right, now I've got a 12-foot putt, doing all the things, doing the whole pre shot routine. All right, I didn't make it, but the ball got to the hole, and it stopped before that chalk line or that club we set down behind it. That means even though we didn't make the putt, we are still allowed to progress to the 18-foot putt. Now, if you're actually doing this and you actually really probably where you're going to start to see yourself stumble at 18 feet going through our whole thing. If we don't get the ball to the hole or if we hit it too hard and it hits that club or it goes over that chalk line that we've put on the ground behind the cup, then it's not that we get to do the 18 footer over and try. No, we have to start the whole damn thing over. All right. That is a failure-based practice because when you're on the golf course, if you don't make your 18-footer, then you just hit your three-footer and you move to the next hole. But with our six-foot putting ladder, if you miss that 18-footer and it goes beyond the distance to the hole, you've got to start the entire drill all over again. So you can see how we're making this practice way way, way harder than the actual game of golf. So the reason I like this, and I got into an argument over an email, uh, over email with someone, one of my listeners once, and I just told them, hey, do it, don't do it, I don't care, it works, the end. But they were saying that essentially teaches you that it's okay to miss the putt. I don't agree with that. To me, what it teaches you is it teaches you to make a solid, confident, fearless stroke on every putt. So yes, I might say, hey, I missed my 18-foot putt. It was an inch high and it went one foot by the hole. Statistically, I'm not supposed to make that 18-foot putt anyway. And if my next putt is one foot and one inch long, I'm super, super happy about it. There's nothing that I'm going to complain about. Sure, would I have liked it to go in? Of course. But you know what? That is still a very, very good that I should be rewarded for. So I reward myself by moving to the next step of the ladder, the 24 foot putt. This is where it gets really, really tough. Same thing. Go through your whole pre-shot routine. This is the, you know, the $100,000 putt. Tell yourself whatever you got to tell yourself to make it as difficult as possible. Hell, if you want to step off the practice screen, do a couple push-ups, get your heart rate up, even better. You will look weird on the golf course, but it'll it'll pay dividends when you're actually putting up the numbers for real. You do the same thing. You're probably not going to make that 24-footer, but as long as it gets to the hole and does not go beyond that club or line, you move on to the 30-footer. And now imagine this. You have completed five consecutive putts of increasing diff- with a very limited success parameter in a row. How hard is it to do that in a row compared to just stepping up and, you know, and just hitting a 22 foot putt without really kind of putting any thought into it? It is way easier. To go through and and do your routine for a 22-foot putt, obviously thought into it, but it is way easier to go through and know that, hey, no matter what, this 22-foot putt is going to get closer to the hole, and that's going to be my next shot if it doesn't go in, rather than, hey, if I don't meet my parameters from 24 feet, I have to start over and then I got to do 6, 12, 18 again just to get to 24. You want to have awesome touch on a green? You do that putting ladder. Honestly, I tell all my students that is the very last thing you should do. Your very last practice should be that putting ladder before you go out and play on the course. Because that is a wonderful example of failure based practice. Short game is 70% of our shots, 70% of them happen inside of 100 yards. And even more of them happen on the green. That's where you're guaranteed to experience golf every single time. You may not always experience your dry iron or your seven iron. You're going to use your putter pretty much every damn time. So that's how you make yourself better in 2020. You introduced failure-based practice into your practice routine, and you will see immediate drastic improvement. So if you're doing that, I know for sure, for certain that I will be catching you in the short grass. Alright, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par successcom slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of the